You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Centre by Iris, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. Here are your hosts and founders of the six-figure bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Centre by Iris. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Zoe. How are you? All right. We are like, if anyone watching the, the visual today, we're like really colourful today. I love it. <laughs> We are so colourful. I'm liking these block colours all over. It's good. It's good. Well, look, we're really excited today to be joined by Nikki Marshall and Sharon Critchlow from Discover Your Bounce. We, we just had a little chat before we got started and we're really excited to talk to you about vision and building a business that's right for you and, uh, and well-being as well. So I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation and we would really welcome any chat, like any comments, any questions that you've got as we go through. We love these to be really interactive. Um, shall we just start? Nikki and Sharon, would you like to start by introducing yourselves and let us know a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. As you said my name first, I save us talking over each other. <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, so I'm Nikki Marshall and I am one half of Discover Your Banks. So we help people with their personal well-being. We help organisations with their kind of staff well-being and leadership. Uh, and we run a publishing house as well. Uh, I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a mum. I'm a nanny. Uh, so, yeah, life is fun and busy. Wow. Wow. And Sharon? So um, I'm the other half of Discover Your Bounce and um, I'm also the accountant in the family. So I'm also an ACCA member and an ACCA council member. So I am the person who's doing the books in this organisation and across all of our organisations, for which Nikki is grateful, I'm sure. Um, in addition to that, I'm also a non-executive director um, of a healthcare trust, uh, amongst other things. So, uh, yes, I get out and about a bit. I love that. And Sharon and I know each other from the ACCA world where our paths cross occasionally. So, but although I don't think we've seen each other in person for a really long time, maybe, <laughs> maybe soon. Um, and it's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time for us today. We invited you along because we were sort of thinking about well-being and building a business that's right for you. Like, um, something came up for us recently, actually, where somebody said to us, um, I, they didn't want to join our community because it's called the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club and they didn't want to get to six figures anyway. And when and Joe and I were reflecting on that and how the reason we'd called ourselves a Six Figure Bookkeeper was very much about showing people, like making it very obvious that we we're about building an aspirational future for bookkeepers. You might not want to have that financial target, but we want you to create a life that's right for you. That's really important for us. Jo runs her business around her family. I've got little kids at home. I do the same. And that's been really, that flexibility part's been really important for me. Um, what's your experience of the, well, I know like Sharon, you'll know the accounting world. What's your, do you think that we're like flexible enough? Do you think there's a reason why lots of people are joining our community and starting businesses right now in terms of how the industry is set up? Uh, well, what I think actually happened is there was this little thing called a pandemic. You might have noticed, I, I don't know. Um, and, you know, this, this sort of thing came along and all of a sudden people had time at home or people had everything around them disrupted. Um, a lot of accountants I know were sent home and, uh, and told work from home. And then they're, they're in a, a space perhaps with their kids, perhaps with their other half. And I think there's been a lot of reflection that's gone on. And so people have left the industry, people have come into the industry, people have done things differently and there's been a quite a surge actually in women in particular in going into business 
Uh, we did some, some work recently for South Gloucestershire Council uh, just around all of this women in business um, type work. And it's, it's been really interesting to see just how many women have decided that uh, during the pandemic and since the pandemic to go, do you know what, I'm going to make this work for me. And I think there's to be, this is going to run a run. This isn't over yet. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And I mean, and we've seen it, our community is growing and growing. And yes, we do have some guys in the community and they're very welcome. But it's majority, there is a lot of women here. And I think, I think we are all trying to find that balance. I, I think me and Zoe often say that even my husband is amazing with the childcare. And I've, I've had times in the past where I've been in full-time employment and he's 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 been daddy daycare and then we've swapped it we've been you know and and um he's he he's in charge of the washing at home I do the cooking but he's he's really great at the washing and I'm not going to take that away from him so um we have a really great balance anyway but there was always there was still more and actually April 19 um I was made redundant and set up my practice and decided for it to be completely virtual completely digital based from home and based around my family and I didn't realize how COVID safe and friendly my business had become um, and um, my husband works in my business my son works in my business my sister and my brother-in-law we all and we had because I've been in this industry for a very long time I'd been I'd been in practice as well and worked with other people and loved all of that but I also knew that I was all, my family were coming second and so I decided to set up a practice where they came first and 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 there was a real true balance and um and obviously when the pandemic came along everyone's like wow so it's possible you can do this and I'm like mm. yeah and I didn't realize that that's what but it did feel like it was great great timing and and my clients, you know, I remember having a conversation on my practice in the ICB and I remember talking to them about the fact I was setting up 100% digital and my clients would be all over the country and they were very much like, well, how are you going to do the AML? Well, I started doing, well, I said, well, I get to see inside people's living rooms and their bedrooms and, and wherever they are and I see their family and I see their dog. And actually, if they put their passport up, I can actually see if it's really them and all of it. And actually, it, lucky I did because they were able to then utilise that going forward. And that I think you're right, it's been such a huge shift for everyone and a big wake up call. And I'm sure there's many people that work from home and never want to work from home again. But then there's other people that are like, oh, do you know what? I feel like I'm missing, I, I was, I think it made them realize they could do both. So then they're looking to go forward. But I think what we need to be careful of, and I'm sure you ladies are going to talk about it, is the fact that if we are working from home, I know for me that, I was finding myself working longer hours. I'm mm -hmm. always at work, especially when my when my desk was in my living room. I try and switch off mm -hmm. in the evening and think, I just don't do that. It, we've got to be careful of that, haven't we? Yeah, it's I called think, boundaries. <laughs> yes, boundaries. But I think you know, picking up on on what Zoe was saying as well about the you know the six figure big business club and how that may put some people off and some people may may love it. I think it's about what are what are your aspirations what are you aiming for because if you're aiming for six figures where you're striving you're you're crushing it as they say you know the real kind of you've got to strive in business if you're going to do it that way it's going to be exhausting you are going to burn out it's going to be too overwhelming but if there is an aspiration to 
have a successful business in whatever way that works for you and also value the the people around you and, and your, your time and as Sharon said you know put boundaries in place so so that you can do that then amazing you know and I think we are getting on to that kind of vision piece but there are a lot of people that are still really overwhelmed and I think we've gone into real short-term thinking because we've had to focus on what Boris is going to say on the news each day or, or what we, what short-term measure we have to bring in place and I think now is maybe the time to look at that long-term goal and look at you know what is the idea and what is your vision and how are you going to build this up for the next two years three years you know stretch it out a little bit oh I love this okay so we're, we're like we work with and, and actually you know what I, I in the pandemic I closed my practice because my practice relied on me being in an office and I couldn't do that with the children I couldn't run the business at home with the kids and that was something that I hadn't got right yet so it is you know I really think that the, there is a massive opportunity for us to create virtual businesses but like you said boundaries super important deciding that's what you want your business to look like really important how do you go where do you start with this like vision part of things like how do you decide how do you go through this process do you know the the really interesting thing um when you're overwhelmed is that your your body goes into a stress response it goes into fight or flight and it becomes very narrow focused and so if you then sit down and say what do, what do i want most people will come up with something very short term or very immediate i can remember having clients when i, I had a, a a large financial services business before i joined discover your bounce and i can remember sitting down with people there who had big jobs big money things everything else to discuss their future and all they wanted was a haircut you know because it was that immediate thing that one thing that was bugging them that they just couldn't find the time for themselves. So I think the first thing when you're looking at a vision, this is going to be a bit of a challenge. Nikki will tell you this is something that um, I go on about quite a lot is um, what would you like to let go of? So, um, oh, I know we all think we've got to do all of it and we've got to have all of it. Um, but actually, you don't. Um, what is it in your life that you do that does not give you joy? Um, and that you could delegate and what can you let go of because maybe you need to create a bit of space so that you can then sit down and decide what your what your world is going to look like and don't think that it's going to come to you instantly sometimes bits of it will and over time you can build up a bigger picture so don't start berating yourself because you haven't got a goal for this and a goal for that and a this and a that and everything it doesn't matter but sometimes just letting go of something will give you that space and actually allows you that is that permission isn't it it's that permission to say um mm. actually i'm not the one doing the dishes anymore mm. you know i've got two teenage two teenagers at home someone someone else can do someone this else. it's going to be a wonderful learning opportunity for somebody <laughs> they're gonna yeah great what can uh, i delegate skills. what can i decide yeah. i just don't do anymore i i yeah so, so i think when we're looking so, at so vision true. that's a start 100 percent, and i think and I, and I think when you, we think about these things and we have these conversations often with the bookkeepers and accountants in our community about the fact that there is that permission to design the business how you want it to be. And I think when you've come from corporate and come from training and qualifications and professional bodies, you suddenly think you, you're in this box and you have to do things this way. And we often say, 
but you don't. You can pick and choose and design. And whether that is family life, realize that yes, you do have more control over your family life, or um, or whether it's something in your business and a piece of that business, of, or you know, a job that you have to do and you absolutely hate. And it's something. Do you know? It's a question I ask my staff quite a lot. If there's one thing I could take away from you right now to make your um, your time here as an employee happier, what would it be? And I take that away from them and I tell you what, someone else really wants the job and they're happier and the other person's happier. And I take something that they don't want and they're like, oh, I'd do that. Oh, that's fine. Because we're all different. And just because you don't like, it doesn't make you a bad person, but you are allowed to just have that permission. And I love the fact of rather than trying to think of all the things we do want, because sometimes that is really overwhelming when you're stressed. Just say, okay, what one thing do I not want? I, I love that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really got my brains going now. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, what is it that I could give up? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a great book that we recommend quite a lot called Flip It, where you start with what you don't want and then you flip it into what you do want. Or if you find yourself moaning about something, you, you stop, you take a breath and then you say, right, what's the opposite of this? So the book is called Flip It by Michael Heppel great book um but the other thing as sharon was saying you know what can you let go of but also your vision where you start from doesn't have to be perfect sure you can model it look around you is there someone that inspires you already what do they do and start kind of building it that way but we start off with this or better because it could be i usually use use cars as an analogy you know it could be you want a brand new mini and you think you want this particular make or model so you go i want that one but they might have just brought out another better model that you don't know about yet. So if you say this or better, it allows you to aim for something in life, but be open for there being a better way of still getting what it is you want. And then give it a time frame. So within six months, a year, I would say five years, but I think there's a bit of a disconnect. If you go past two years, it just feels too far in the future. But have a definition because I'll be happy when dot 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 you know that could be anything so if you have within one year for example then that gives you a year I usually do it either at new year or my birthday and go right within a year this is what I want and then use the word thank you on your vision but that means be grateful for even the tiny things that come in that are on the way to that vision so if your if your vision is a money goal if you see a penny in the street pick it up and say thank you you know people think I'm crazy because I'm always picking up pennies but for me that that's just a sign that money money flows to me so this or better within a certain time frame and always say thank you those are my kind of three vision fundamentals and I'm sure we're going to go on to how vision boards work in a minute <laughs> definitely up for a chat about how vision boards work then Nikki I love I mean I picked up 20p outside the nursery the other day so I feel like I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to do <laughs> I <laughs> Thank you. But I do. Uh, we had James Ashford on the podcast during our boot camp week a few weeks ago, and he was saying about how grateful he is when he empties the dishwasher a while ago. That always sticks with me when I'm emptying the dishwasher, how great it is that I have a dishwasher. Um, so I think like gratitude goes a really long way for realizing that we are on this path to achieving things and that, like, that life is good and abundant. Um, and let's talk about vision boards then. Um, how because this is something we talk about with our members when people start working with us at, in the six month success program one of the very first things we do is we talk about what are your goals what do you want your business to look like what would you personally like to achieve and how do we tie that back to your business and we do ask people to go through this process of 
creating a vision board. And I was skeptical when Joe said to me about this, uh, but now I do and I, and I achieve things on my vision board. And I know Joe does, she looks back and she goes, oh, I've done that, I've done that. And so we, we think it works, but I'd love to hear your take on like why this is important and how we get started. We're both pausing, I'll start. And then I want Sharon to tell her shoe story because uh, vision, <laughs> vision boards can work in mysterious ways. That's all I'm gonna say mm. for a second. Um, but I think when you're doing a vision board, it can be as simple as you're writing some goals on a piece of paper. You know, I want, or my vision is, that, that it can be as, as easy as that. You can go low tech, you can get a big, you know, big piece of cardboard and cut out pictures from magazines. Um, so you can do it that way. I tend, I tend to go a bit, a bit sort of mid tech. Um, using a, a like a powerpoint slide and just bringing on images so there are things like um like pixabay and pexels they're kind of royalty free images where you can go online um i'm sure you can do them in canva as well actually but just bringing images of things that that you want and they don't have to mean anything to other people they they just have to mean things for you so for example in february 2020 bearing in mind what happened in march 2020 i did a vision board that included lots of travel time with my grandchildren that there was lots and lots of travel on my vision board and actually when the travel stopped i was like oh <laughs> you're having a laugh um but actually over that summer i kind of realized that what i wanted to do was make memories with my husband to spend time with my children and my grandchildren and actually you know instead we built a deck and renovated the downstairs of our of our house but it was still spending time together. And that was, the, that was the reason why. But you have to kind of start somewhere. So pick images that call to you. If there are phrases and, and words, if you're, you know, if you're more of a kinesthetic person, put things that make you feel something on there. So, so just start building your vision board. And remember, you don't have to get it right. You can, and that's the thing we're doing it the tech way, you can just change it. In fact, I know someone that when a part of their well, they put something on their vision board that they thought they wanted. The cat ate that bit off of the vision board a couple of days later. And about a week later, that opportunity disappeared and something better came in its place. So I just thought that was a, a, a great start. But I think, yes, I think we need to go to the shoe uh, story, Sharon, to be honest. Ah, so yes, vision boards. So uh, one tip I would say as well is have a think about, have a think about your family and put something on there. That, that depicts what it is that you want for your family life. Have something on there that you think is a bit of a bold, audacious goal for your business and have something on there that's a big, audacious goal for your well-being as well. And whether that's time for you, whether it's um, a fitness goal, whether it's a weight goal, whether it's whatever, but have but split it. Don't just make it all about business because this is about you as, a, as an individual. It's about the whole of you. So um, so I've, I'm quite a big fan of of uh, these vision boards despite the fact that I'm actually an auditory person um, I still love to do I, I normally do mine on a PowerPoint presentation um, so I know you think accountant it should be on an Excel spreadsheet or something but no it's uh, so I, I gather all these pictures together of things that that just call out to me so I've been I've, uh, I've allowed myself if you like and some of it is very conscious some of it I'll say right you know I want this much of a profit margin or this much profit or this much this or you know some very very specific things and then others I just have a look and go oh I like that and so I just so the, I got these pick this picture of these pink shoes these pinky red shoes and I'm not a shoe person I'm really not I'm sitting there in Ugg boots quite frankly I'm not a shoe person um 
but I put these shoes up on this this thing because I like well, I quite like that. They had little wings on the back of them and everything. It's not something I'd ever. I couldn't get my feet in them. We're kidding. Anyway, so I put them on there. Um, and then an opportunity came along. Now, bearing in mind that if you go back six or seven years, I ran a financial services business. Um, it was very intense, very compliance orientated, um, you know, and, and all of those sorts of things. Lots of board meetings, lots of stuff like that. Um, what I didn't do is speak in public. That wasn't what I did. It is what I do now. And funnily enough, the very first time that I um, I was invited out onto a stage, I had to go find something that looked suitable for somebody to be on a stage wearing. And I had a little dig around um, and and I thought, oh, no, I haven't really got any sh- I haven't got proper shoes. I haven't got, oh, it all looks a bit tatty. What am I going to do? And I went out, I bought myself some shoes and I'd f- completely forgotten I had shoes on this this board, but they're actually red shoes. And I wear them every time that I speak. And I've got several pairs of red shoes now. And um, and it's kind of my thing because I tend to dress mostly in black, but with lots of red stuff. And so, um, yeah, it seems to be what I'm now known for. And so these red shoes have walked out on all sorts of different stages all over the world. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's why it was there then. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Have they, got, have they got wings on the back, Sharon? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they have both they have a bow on the front that you could yeah I remember the first time in Slovenia Sharon said you could listen to what I'm saying or you could just admire my shoes and she just got uproar in the crowd <laughs> so so yes and but the important thing with vision boards and people think you know is it a bit woo woo well actually you go back I don't know probably 20 years to a, uh, a report that was done on Harvard graduates. They wanted to know why some Harvard graduates did really well and others didn't do quite so well. And the ones that did really well had a really clear vision for what they wanted. They were goal orientated. And so this is about being goal orientated, but in a more a holistic a more friendly and more open way rather than just a to do list of things. Uh, but also there's a part of the brain called a reticular activator. And what your reticular activator does is the reason that goals, setting goals works is that it, it, it kind of helps you. It's in your subconscious and it helps you to find the things that you need to find. So having created your vision board and put it up somewhere where you can see it frequently. I've actually got mine just out of view here behind you. Um, put it somewhere where you can see it frequently because it reminds your reticular activator what it's looking for and it will find you those opportunities. So supposing you've put on your vision board yoga. I want to get a bit more into yoga. Then it goes into that subconscious part of your brain. And then as it's going through Facebook and as it's going, as it's down the local um, grocery store and it's it's seeing all the things up on the wall, it'll go, oh, look, there's one. There's, there's a yoga thing and there's a yoga thing and this is a yoga thing. And so the reticular activating system is really good at spotting these opportunities and spotting these things for you, even before you've consciously been able to make that connection yourself. So that's why getting a clear vision is really good. Um, and also just, you know, sometimes I just leave, leave it to my to my reticular activator to go and find some unusual pathways. Because quite often I'll step back and think, oh, yeah, I really want to do that. And then and it'll be afterwards that I'll go, yeah, and actually that was on my vision board, but it just looked a little bit differently. Oh, that was interesting. I made that connection, didn't even know. And that has happened to me so many times and it's become, it's kind of... I, do you know what? When it happens to you a couple of times, you kind of end up getting this bit more of a belief. And then, so I tend to, I, I'm really, I mean, I'm a bit blase about it. I will make a vision board, look at it, and I'll put it away. 
and I know it's it's in there because I, I'm not very creative I don't often sit down but I would I do like to cut I haven't done mine on Canva or anything I like a good old-fashioned back of a cereal packet and I like nice. wrap, I, I just yeah bit old fact and I but because I actually don't often do that kind of task at that moment that kind of really sticks in my head and I don't even have to look at my and I will pick one up and be like oh I've done it I've done it and it's it's but I do find that it comes with the the mindset of the gratitude as well I've definitely noticed that since I have become more grateful for what I have I have more opportunities to be grateful does that make sense yeah absolutely and you know vision boards used as Sharon said there's the science you know vision boards used to be classed as very woo woo well now I would say they're kind of woo because there's the science so that they're sort of in the middle um but if you do follow like the law of attraction, if you've ever read The Secret or watched the film or whatever, you know, they say that your your um what's it energy flows where attention goes. So you have to be open to be to receiving it. So if you've ever had anything that's come true, as you said, Joe, once you know that these few things start working, you're more inclined to do more of them. But again, with the science, they've proven that our thoughts go at least five centimeters out of our head they can't measure any further they haven't got the right equipment but i'm sure they go a lot further than that if ever you've had a you think of a friend and then they call you or you know that kind of thing um so we're, we're, we're giving out this thought and i remember someone saying one day well what if what you seek is also seeking you so the universe is is waiting to give you the thing that you're you're asking for and looking for so so yeah it's really interesting i would just say try it if people go oh that's you know that's a load of rubbish that will work just be open to it write something down pick a picture and just see what happens because I've seen so many stories and if I told you it's too long but if I told you my how how I became an international author and speaker journey it started with a lady with purple hair you know there were so many different steps that actually happened but within a year I was an international author and speaker so I've seen it time and time and again it just works Oh my goodness, I need to know that story, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got time? Yeah, I've got time. If you've got time. <laughs> I'll make it short. So, uh, January 2015, I wrote down on a piece of paper, I am an international author and speaker. And then thought, how the hell am I going to do that? Um, and I thought, no, I'm just open to it. Like you say, Joe, I'll just put it to one side. And then in the March, I met a lady who had purple and blue hair on Facebook. We were in a Facebook group. I saw her and I messaged her saying, I absolutely love your hair. I would love to have the courage to dye my hair those colours. And she was like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. And then I said, well, you know, what do you do for a living? And she said, well, I'm a publisher. I publish compilation books. And in fact, I'm looking for someone to write a chapter for a book that I'm publishing in May called The Missing Piece in Forgiveness. Well, I had a stroke through stress and had to forgive myself before I got better. So I had, I, I've got a story. So I need 1500 words in two weeks, I think it was. So bash, bash, off, off a, you know, I've written books before. It was fine, did that. That book went to international bestseller on Amazon in the May, international uh, author. I thought that was a fluke. So, <laughs> so she said, I also want people to compile their own books. Do you want to write a book about bouncing back? So I was like, yes, of course. I got 24 people together, including a certain Sharon Critchlow, <laughs> because we'd met on a retreat and I said, I'm writing this book. Do you want to write a chapter? So Sharon wrote her chapter in there as well. 
And so in August that year, the book went to bestseller on Amazon in three categories. We had parties, it was great, bestselling author, international author again. So I kind of believed it at that point. As a result of that book, I got asked to speak at the Novartis Institute of Biomedical Research in Boston to a hundred scientists about holistic therapy, spirituality, bouncing back. And uh, I was able to take my parents to New York, see a friend star on Broadway, and then go to Boston as a result of that. And the next international speaking thing was New Delhi in India. So I think, you know, I think I can say both quite quite happily. And obviously Sharon and I were in Slovenia just before, uh, just before lockdown. So uh, yeah, wow. all because of purple hair. <laughs> I've got goosebumps. Have you got goosebumps? I mean, that is such a cool story. I absolutely, and, and, absolutely and if you, love that. And if you want to know how that kind of transpired into other things. So I wrote this, um, I wrote my chapter in that, in that book and um, and I cried all the way through writing it as people do I mean we've now written four compilation books we have another one coming out ours is called the bounce back journey so we've done the bounce back journey the bounce back journey of women's health bounce back journey of men's health bounce back journey of careers and our latest one is the bounce back journey of parenting but this this original um, book I, I wrote my story and um, it was about becoming an accountant having left school functionally illiterate and um and when I actually stood back and looked at myself again, um, I, I was like, remember, I, had, I used to have this really lovely, uh, in my office, um, in my, my previous uh, business, I used to have this really lovely rosewood desk and, you know, the whole big office job. And I had, um, I had the iPad open and I'm watching this book go up this charts. And then uh, my business partner at the time came in and he was saying, I don't know, stuff at me. And um, and I thought, you know what, I want less of that and more of this book stuff. I really love the, You know, no, I'm, I'm done. And actually, the girl who went through that in that chapter wouldn't put up with this shit anyway. So, um, yeah, so I, I resigned. <laughs> I decided I had no plan. I had no plan at all. And I thought this is the first time in my life I haven't had a plan. I just want to see what might happen. So that was the start of 2016. I stepped out into the world and I'm just like, well, world, I am here. <laughs> What's going to happen? And Nikki Marshall got in touch with me and said, would you be my non-executive director? And next thing I know, I'm knee deep in Discover Your Bounce. And, um, and there we are, basically. And, and there's no more non, you're director of two of the businesses. <laughs> Indeed that's amazing I think like you know sometimes we really need courage that's something that comes up in our community a lot like you know people want to achieve things and we block ourselves and we give ourselves reasons we can't it's not the right time uh, I won't make it work I don't believe I can and actually you know what you can put a message out there and you can choose that that's what this is about you get to choose what life is like for you and how you run that business but you actually have to make the decision you have to you have to decide that that, that is actually what you want and commit to it and but also shockingly um deciding not to do is still a choice so having sat down thought i might want that and then i decided not to do it you know that that is also a choice so there is no not making a choice out of this and I think, you know, there's um, that wonderful poem by Marianne, Marianne Williamson, that hit, uh, our greatest fear. So, so read the whole thing. I can't, I can't say the whole thing, but it's who are you not to? Because, you know, what do you want to be known for? There could be a thing that is your thing. You could, you could change the world or you could change one person's life. You know, it, it doesn't, 
matter. If you just change one person's life, you can make a massive difference. And I think, you know, that's what we kind of start with is, you know, make a difference to yourself first, because otherwise your well-being will suffer. And there's a whole other podcast on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you make a difference to yourself and you're living that toe-curlingly happy version of your life, OK, sure, there are things that won't go well. That's OK. But if you wake up in the morning and you go, yeah, I get to do this, then actually that's going to rub off on your partner on your children, on the people you meet. And, and that's where you can make that massive difference. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Someone's just posted on here. I don't know if they're actually gonna leave their job. Someone said, I love the whole, right, I'm resigning now, uh, today with no real plans. But sometimes have very successful outcomes. Um, I love it. And, and it's like taking a massive leap. I remember when, like Joe said to me, you need to come and work for Six Figure full time. We need someone here in the business all the time. And I was like, oh my God, you know, and like sometimes you do have to like, t- like take that chance, don't you? If you're going to really achieve the thing that you want. So, um, oh my goodness, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that. It's been an amazing conversation. Yeah. Well, just one last tiny tip. If you are scared, feel it. It's like butterflies in your tummy, right? And then think of the last time you were excited and you felt it in the same place. So I didn't used to be a great public speaker. I didn't used to be a confident public speaker. And I used to be a terrified public speaker. I used to almost throw up when I went on stage. But I used to say how scared I was. And then I changed it to I'm really excited. And sometimes even now I look at Sharon and go, I'm really excited about this one. (laughs) The audiences get bigger. Um, But yeah, just tell yourself how excited you are. And and that's a really good place to start. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. And ladies, could you let us know how we can connect with you and find out more about what you do? Yes, certainly. So we have we have a website. Our website is here. Yes, discoveryourbounce.com. We have a couple of Facebook groups. One's called Bouncy Books. So if you're into publishing and all thing booky, then um, then that's your one. Uh, we also have the Discover Your Bounce community on Facebook. We also have a podcast as well. So we interview lots of different people about different aspects of well-being, and that's called the My Wellbeing Show. And of course, you can contact uh, Nikki or myself on LinkedIn. Oh, amazing. Thank you so, so much, ladies. Absolutely love listening to you and the stories. And you've given so many amazing top tips. Um, I think everyone, there's no excuse other than to go out there and give a vision board a try and uh, give yourself some permission to whatever it is that you want to do, whether that's to let go of something or have a, a big dream for something. Thank you, Sharon and Nikki. It's been absolutely lovely. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We're actually back in a few minutes. We've got another podcast. If you're joining us live, we're actually speaking to Dan Cockerton about the Digital Accountancy Show. So we're going to be back in a few minutes uh, wherever you're watching this uh, for that next one. So don't miss out. And uh, we'll see you there. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers podcast, the topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.